Welcome, Vicki. It's great to have you here today. Thanks, Patty. I know you have one of your co-workers with you today, and we have some very important news to share. Absolutely. So with me today is Dayton Aldridge, and Dayton works in the district attorney's office as a victim witness advocate. So his job is to assist anybody who has been caught up in the criminal justice system with navigating the case that they're involved with, whether as a victim or as a witness. So he explains the court procedure to them. He's their contact person as to how the case is progressing through court. He accompanies them to court, which can be a very scary proposition for victims and witnesses. So he's a very key part of our operation here in the district attorney's office protecting our victims. And he came across some very important information. You know, Patty, the scammers have lost no time in using this terrible coronavirus to their own benefit. They are working on scams to try and make money off of this horrible public health crisis. They have no shame, that's for sure. And they never let a good disaster go to waste, do they? It's just horrible. Absolutely not. And Dayton offered to come in and be on the show and tell us some of the things that he is finding out about how these scammers are trying to take advantage of us. So without further ado, I am going to turn this over to Dayton. Welcome, Dayton. Hello, Patty. It's great to have you here today. What an important job you do, and I'm so grateful that you have your ear to the ground as far as what's the latest scam that they're taking advantage of people due to the coronavirus. Yes, of course. So Uh, what do you have for us, Dave? I'm almost afraid to ask. Yeah. So really what they're doing, and I think it's important for your viewers or listeners to understand, is they're using malware. And I don't know if malware is a topic that's been discussed on Scam Squad yet or not, but essentially malware, when your listeners hear the phrase malware, they can go ahead and think spyware. Malware basically means spyware. And what spyware does is it allows the hacker or the scammer to get access to the victim's computer simply their computer, but also things like their email account and any account that they have associated with that computer. Think of all the stored passwords and user logins that we have saved in our computers. That is the mechanism that the scammers are using during this new coronavirus scam. Now, Dayton, is that when someone sends you a very tempting email, and it may not have to do with the coronavirus, or it may, you have, we have $50 waiting for you, but now they're probably using some other lure that has to do with the coronavirus. You click on whatever the reward or interesting information that they're offering, and that is how they manage to get into your computer? Exactly, and what you just described is called phishing. That's mm-hmm. when you get an email from a business, an agency, a charity, or a scammer saying, please click here, follow this link to verify this information or to learn about new uh, benefits that your account can offer you. And what the scammers do is they will go to the lengths of creating a fake website that looks just like the real agency's website. And they will also create a fake email address 
that looks like it very well could be a legitimate username or email address. So how this would apply to, say, the coronavirus is what's already been done and scammers will continue trying to do is, let's say, we'll use the example of the CDC's website. Now, the CDC has a website that obviously right now is going to be getting a lot of internet traffic, okay? And the scammers know that. So what the scammers can do is they can create a website that looks just like the real CDC website. And there will be a link on the fake website that they've created that when you click on that link, it's going to download the malware or the spyware unknowingly to the victim's computer. And the link that they would target would probably be, you know, the most sought after links such as the newest outbreak map. So when a unsuspecting victim is on the scammer's website and then they click on the link to go to the newest outbreak map, they're unknowingly going to be downloading spyware or malware onto their machine. Right. Now, is this true for text as well as emails? This is true for text as well as emails. All of our smartphones are essentially miniature computers that we hold in the palm of our hands, and all of this definitely applies to our smartphones as well. When a smartphone is bit by malware or spyware, then the scammer in addition to everything that he would get off of the individual's computer and email address and those accounts, if a cell phone is compromised, the scammer now has access to the victim's live location because all of our cell phones transmit our GPS coordinates. Oh my goodness, I forgot about that. Yeah. Does virus protection help with this kind of scam? I would say having some sort of a virus protection application on your computer is a good idea. Um, But really, the most important thing when you're asking about virus programs is making sure that your computer is up to date and all of the software and security updates that either Apple or Windows is pushing has been downloaded and is up to date. That is really the first first line of defense before we start talking about um, virus software. I have to admit, I usually ignore those software updates because they usually come at some inopportune time and I don't want to do it. Can you go back into your computer and do it manually? You can. So I'm, I'm personally more familiar with the, with the Mac, and I know that you can always click on that little apple in the top left-hand corner of the desktop, mm-hmm. and it will drop down and it'll say software updates or system updates. And if there is one readily available, it will be right there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure what the procedure is for a PC, but I know mm-hmm. it would be similar. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good advice. I think I'm going to definitely do that this evening because I'm probably way behind on those. Yes, it, it, is, it is definitely something to do. And specifically with this coronavirus, what the scammers are doing is they're, they're doing both. They are creating fake websites and they are also creating fake emails to do the phishing. So, for instance, there's a fake website right now. Um, I don't want anyone to go to this website, but a fake website that the scammers are using right now is coronavirus.zone, Z-O-N-E. That is a fraudulent scam site. That is not a legitimate site. On that site, there will be information and links to information one of those links, sure enough, will have the malware in it. I can see how people are tempted. Now, just again, we are not saying to go to that website that he mentioned. This is a phony website, but it sounds so official. And it, it sounds, sounds so nice. official. Let me read you another one that sounds very official. Coronavirus-map.com. 
Wow. Yeah. So people have to be really cautious if they're using Google to not just blindly click on the first result that pops up mm-hmm. because the scammers, the, the, first, the first thing that pops up in a Google result, that's a sponsored result. That's a paid result. That means some mm-hmm. company is paying Google to push that, right? Well, the mm-hmm. scammers can do that too. Mm-hmm. The scammers can push Google to display their website first before potentially the real CDC website. Now, you so can't li- get hurt just by go. No, I'm not saying people should go to it, but it's not until you click on a link that you're really in trouble. Is that correct? That is generally correct. I would definitely stay away from the websites, mm-hmm. period. But, right. yeah, it's when you start clicking links, that's when you can unknowingly download some of this malware. Is it possible that some of us might have this malware on our computer and not know it? It is possible. And what we recommend for that is to, if you have any fears of that, is to make an appointment at one of the big box stores and go in in person. And and unfortunately, when I say big box stores, I'm meaning what we have in the Santa Barbara area, which is if it's a Mac, you take it to the Apple store. And if it's a PC, you make an appointment with the Geek Squad at Best Buy, and you physically take your machine into the store and ask for help. Okay. Um, people can very quickly get into trouble if they go online and try to find someone to help them with their computer. Um, and unfortunately, even some of the, um, you know, the mom and pop stores, I wouldn't necessarily trust with my family's computer. Wow. Okay. Oh, gosh. This is a... A world that we live in that has wonderful things, but it is really trying to not only have to deal with the coronavirus, but dealing with these scammers that are trying to profit off of people's fear. Yes, um, and Vicki wants to add one thing. Dayton, I'm just wanting to know what are some of the come-ons? What are some of the things that the sites might say to entice you to go on to that site? Because you're, there's usually something that they put out there that makes you want to go to that site to get information or medicine or something. So the type of information that they would be advertising to draw traffic to these sites would be the type of information that is in high demand. So for instance, any links or information offering an outbreak map, a link to an outbreak map is going to be in very high demand. That's going to be one of those things that the scammers can advertise, hey, come to our website, we have the newest up-to-date outbreak map. That's going to draw a lot of traffic. Also, the test kits. Anyone offering a test kit or information as to where someone can go and get tested, um, that information is information that scammers are targeting. Is it really hard to shut these websites down? It is. It's nearly impossible to shut the websites down because they're always operating from overseas. So it's not, it's not as simple as law enforcement just making a request to shut the website down. On that, to that, um, something that is emerging out of this coronavirus um, pandemic is that it's not just the scammers that are taking advantage of this. There are government actors, not our government, but governments like North Korea, China, and Russia. They are using this to their advantage as well. The same things that the scammers are doing to try to put malware on your computer um, or maybe get you to give them their credit card information, these government actors are trying to do the same thing. They are also trying to get malware and spyware on our computer um, just as aggressively as the scammer from Jamaica is. 
I'm not clear about what you're saying, Dayton. I might be a little dense about this, but when you say government actors, you're not saying they're real government from these other countries? They're imposters? No, no, no. I'm saying governments like North Korea, China, and Russia, they have state-sponsored, um, let's say, it, really? inter- internet terrorism already. Oh, my. They are hmm. using. They are using this. Um, to their benefit, the same way that the scammers who are after our credit card numbers are. Mm-hmm. Is their end game to spread their propaganda, or what is their goal with this type of a phony website? Mm-hmm. Yes, to spread to spread propaganda, um, to diminish the American people's you know confidence in their government. Wow, that sounds like a, a spy movie, but it's really, really going on commonly. It does, yeah. It does sound like a spy movie, um, mm-hmm. but it, it it's happening. Yeah, well, I really appreciate you sharing that one. I had no idea. Yes. So I wanted to ask uh, Dayton, what are the red flags that that you might be watching out for to know that you're on a scam site as opposed to a legitimate site? And are there any legitimate sites that you could direct us to? Probably CDC, if you just Google that one in. Okay, so some of the red flags that someone um, might be a tip-off that this information is not good or you're dealing with a, with a bad actor would really be if the information is being pushed or being advertised. If you get an email from a new email address that is foreign or unknown to you and it has information about the latest outbreak and where you can go to get tested and click here to see an outbreak map and you didn't ask for that information, that is definitely a red flag when info is coming to you without being asked for it. Um, definitely, if you were to get a text message with any of that information in it with a link associated with the text message, that would be a red flag. Um, and then as far as legitimate websites, yeah, you would have to go to your URL and type in the legitimate address for the CDC, which I imagine is cdc.gov. Um, that .gov in the URL is a good um, indication that you are dealing with a legitimate site. The illegitimate sites are not able to copy and use that .gov address. They'll be using a .com, a .org, one of those. But if you're dealing with a .gov um, URL, then you're in a safe space. You know, Dayton, I think somehow I've gotten on the sucker list. So far, I haven't gotten too many about coronavirus, but I get uh, a massive amount of scam emails and scam texts on a daily basis. I don't click on the links, but usually it's offering money or this or that. It's just just a constant barrage. So I don't ask for this information, but it keeps coming and keeps coming. Is there a way to remove these for good? Well, you know, if you're getting the emails, it's certainly worth assigning the spam email to your spam folder and trying to let um, you know, Google or Yahoo or Outlook do some of the heavy lifting for you and try to mm-hmm. filter it for you. But they'll only do that if you're flagging the emails as spam so they know to look, look watch out for them in the future. Okay. Um, as far as the cell phones go, I would still encourage people to take advantage of the free call protection apps that all the carriers have now if you're using a smartphone, for me personally, has reduced the number of both the phone calls as well as the text messages that I get on my cell phone from scammers. Okay. Well, that's good to know, and I have not done that yet, so that's important. Should you find it yourself or call your provider and see what they recommend, what would you recommend people do? 
so people can go into the app stores on their phone, on their iPhone, it's the app store, on an Android, it's a Google Play store, mm-hmm. and just search for call protection app. The AT&T call protection app is legitimate and it does work and it's offered to everyone, even if you're not an AT&T carrier. Oh, okay. Um, but there's other apps like Haya, Nomo Robo, and RoboKiller that mm-hmm. are nominal. I think they cost 99 cents or a dollar and 99 cents a month. Mm-hmm. Um, they do the same thing as AT&T's calls protection, but it, it all applies to every carrier, no matter who you have. I definitely think that in 2020, that's a, a worthwhile expense. Sounds like it. So are there any other warnings you have for us? Uh, regarding the coronavirus? You know, not at this time. I know that Vicki has a few closing words, and certainly if anything develops over the next couple of weeks, um, you can count that Vicki will, will bring it to you. Oh, and you're always welcome back. Thank you so much, Dayton. We really appreciate you being here with your great advice. I just wanted to give one site that is, is local, and I think this would be a good place for people to go to get updated information. It's the Santa Barbara County Public Health Department, and their site is publichealthsbc.org, O-R-G. So that's public health S bc.org. And that is a public information portal where you can get updated information on what's happening here locally and also a little bit of information on what's happening nationwide. And I also want to add my thanks to Dayton for uh, taking time out of his busy workday and coming in and telling us everything that's going on out there and uh, about these scammers that are trying to take advantage of this public health crisis. So thank you so much, Dayton. We appreciate it. Thank you, Dayton. All right, Patty. I think that's it for today. No good news today, uh, Vicki? Oh, actually, you know what? I do have some good news for today. <laughs> oh, good. You know I just wait for that good news. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry about that. That's so okay. this is this is interesting. Um, here's the good news for today, and this is kind of late-breaking news from the Department of Justice, the Central District of California. It just came out March 9th, and here's the headline. Canadian National, who conned U.S. senior citizens out of money via the grandparents, scam has been sentenced to 41 months in federal prison. And you know, Patty, I talk about the grandparent scam a lot all over the county, and I always think, oh, everybody knows about this. But clearly, it's a very lucrative scam still, and Mm -hmm. Canadians are still running this scam. He did the typical thing. He impersonated grandchildren over the phone and asked for financial help to get the purportedly in distress grandchild out of trouble and he directed his victims to wire money via Western Union or MoneyGram and uh, he was found operating a big telemarketing boiler room and here's how it was described a fully operating telemarketing boiler room a large amount of cash and a money counting machine oh my the, gosh yeah the individual rooms of the apartment were strewn with lead sheets burner phones and calling cards and the bathroom had been set up as an office with a chair in front of the sink they, thank goodness they shut this down and interestingly enough this case was prosecuted by assistant United States Attorney Monica Tate, 
who is our United States attorney working in the LA area and also covering uh, our county. So she is local to us and we um, are so happy that she was able to um, get some justice for these poor victims. Well, I'm so glad we didn't miss that good news because that is a particularly horrendous scam. They're all bad, but that one where you pretend you've kidnapped a loved one is just awful. So I'm yeah. glad to hear that, Vicki. Thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome, Patty. Right. Until next week. Until next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, now. you too. Bye-bye.